There it is. There's the light. It's blinking. This thing works. All right, don't don't touch it right now. I don't I don't know how sensitive this thing is. Uh, if everything goes right, it uh, you know it shouldn't blow up in our faces. It should give us enough time to clear the area. But uh, I think we finally did well, it. We've been working on it for 13 years. We've been working God. on it for 13 years. And here we are. I never thought we'd make it to this point, man. This is uh, we finally created the weapon that will destroy Toronto. I want to get this straight. I want to get this. I want to just make sure we're on the same page here. Are you absolutely sure you want to blow up the city of Toronto? We are two evil geniuses, and we came up with this weapon. It took 13 fucking years to make it. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure at this point. I know we have this conversation well, every day. but uh, Get out the calendar. Let's pick a date. Let's pick a date. You know, why not today? We can just do it today. It doesn't matter what day it is, Tyler. It is, I have nothing against Toronto. I want to blow up the whole world. But our bomb will only blow up Toronto. So I'm, I'm going to start with that. So why not today? It, what is, time a, it is, is a good time. Yeah. It is a good time to do it. Like it's not like the Blue Jays are playing they're playing in Buffalo right now, so now would be a good time. I don't have well, too much going on today. Maybe wait till the today? end of the game. Wait to see how the game goes. Wait till the end of the game and then we'll do it. Oh, no, they're playing in Buffalo. We're fine. Yeah. No, I know they're safe, but I kinda wanna finish the game. I don't know about you, but the series is getting pretty good. Let's wait till Wednesday then. Yeah. And like if they win Maybe hold off a little bit too, like see where it goes. Like you know, World Series isn't that far away. We can hold off till then, but no, no, no. We got to do it soon. Like may yeah, maybe tomorrow. Blow, you built up. You built a device to blow up the city. Let's just do it next Wednesday. I think I have yoga on Wednesday. I'd really like to do one more yoga before I blow up the world. It is a really good yoga class. Well, go do yoga in north of the city. Go to Barry and do yoga. Yeah, that's what Barry's known for, their yoga. No, I'm going to do this yoga class. I think it'll be good for my mental state. And then oh, Thursday, oh, there's, there's a sushi place I got a reservation for because it's really hard to get reservations. So maybe Friday? How about, what do you got going on Friday? Uh, I was going to take a take a canoe around the, around the shoreline. I was going to go all the way to Burlington, I think. Wow. And you're telling me to go up north and get a goddamn yoga. You can canoe up north. That's what they do. That's their sport up north. So we can do it Friday since you can go canoeing up north. Unless you got anything else going on. I'm just getting a, getting a phone call right now. Who's calling? Oh. Well, listen. Um, I declined the phone call. It was probably not important. Maybe they were trying to get you to come into work. But tell them no because we made a bomb. We're going to blow up this goddamn city. You know not what? If you... Pick a day. Pick a day? Pick a time? How about right now? You got the balls? Put your hand on the button right now. Do it. Just hover it. I promise I won't smack your hand. Alright, I'll just put it over top of the button. Just feel it out. Haha! Hey, welcome to Redoom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh here with you. I got uh, Tyler Shasma here with me on the Zoom. How you doing, Tyler? It's your birthday. Hello. Hello. You don't have to tell people that. I, t I told people when it was my birthday. We, well, we didn't podcast on my birthday, but we talked about it. 
Uh, just another day of the week for me. Just another day of the week. We're both 33. We're back into the odd numbers. Do you prefer the odd numbers over the even numbers? I'm not counting. You're not counting anymore? Yeah, I feel Never, like after, after 30, it just doesn't matter anymore, really. It's just I, I've been that way since I was eight years old. <laughs> That's good. Like, I don't want these Ninja Turtle toys anymore. No, I just don't want the numbers, man. Just why? Why do you have to... I don't remember being born. I don't no. remember coming into this world. And you don't remember escaping the, the, the birth canal of, of your mother? You don't remember doing that? I think that's probably a good thing that we don't remember that. In fact, and you know, I'm not keeping, keeping track of when I'm leaving it. There's some like uh, therapy theory of saying like there's like people have birth trauma, right? Where they like subconsciously remember their birth. And if it was a very traumatic birth it somehow affects their life like later in life. It's just like, oh, I, I, I'm super manic depressant and I'm depressed. And like, I don't know what's going on. It's just like, well, how was your birth? <laughs> it's like, oh. So, like, You're I had saying a, I was, I'm trying to suppress my birth? You're saying I don't want, because I don't like celebrating my birthday? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that theory is right. This isn't my theory. This is this is like a legit theory. People are like, oh, there's birth trauma. You remember being born and it was horrible. I'm like, yeah, you were in such a great place. I don't you know? remember. I know you don't remember. You sh- No one remembers. There's a guy in our film, uh, me and you went to film school together. There's a guy in our class who claims he remembered. Do you remember him? <laughs> I don't. I can't um, think of that guy. He told us I a very think, detailed uh, story. I think you're like your your personality and you're like whatever this consciousness is formed in those first five years but you don't remember those first five years which is weird you don't remember your first five years wait you just you can only remember like back till six years old and everything back before that's just a blank i don't even know if i can remember back then like a lot of those memories are just you create memories from either pictures or like vhs videos and stuff yeah, that is true. I, I, feel, I feel like those help you. That, from, from, I don't have young. I don't have young kid memories. Like all my memories are like teenage years, maybe okay. 10, 11 and up. I hit my head a lot as a kid, though, too. <laughs> that's, that's probably that's probably it there. Yeah, but uh, no. Anyways, happy birthday. I have a good one. Whether you do something or not. Thank you. I'm le- I'm learning just to say thank you. I'm learning just to say thank you. I know. And it's... not say oh birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facebook's annoying as fuck on birthdays. I always think I should just take off my birthday off Facebook right before it happens, just so I don't get a million messages from I was... people I don't really know wishing me happy birthday. In fact, like I don't. Oh wish anyone a happy birthday really on facebook unless i feel guilty and i need to i think i sent you a message but i'm like most of the time i'm just like yeah, i'll i'll call them everyone's got a birthday you're not special yeah and like i was gonna not look at my phone all morning my plan was like i was i wasn't even gonna plug it in because it was dead when i woke up yeah. but then i like have work to do i use my phone for work i had to call you about <laughs> work and about doing this show so i looked at my phone and they feel obligated to respond and say thank you so you do and then i put it away now and i won't look at it for another hour or two exciting trying to get away from the phone a bit more like i feel the grasp of the phone coming on put the phone down 
and get the fuck out there and do what you want to do. The phone just creates like this weird anxiety or just like a distraction. It's an avoidance thing. And then hours go by. No, I get it, man. I go through, like I went through waves, like the beginning of 2021, like I just got rid of my Facebook. Like I, I was really made apparent how much I was using my phone for everything. And I just, I don't know. I became aware and I and focused on it. So it kind of helped me. But then you slowly start going back into it, right? You're like, it's a tool. I need to use it as a tool or I need it for work. I need it for the, I need to, someone sent me this video. I'm going to look at this video. Here we go. I'm back on Reddit. Now I got TikTok. What the fuck am I doing? It's a dopamine tool is what it is. Yeah. And I don't have the, I'm not getting the fucking TikTok. You can just watch them on Instagram. (laughs) I'm trying to get away from trying to get away from it. I know I could probably, I have thought of ideas that I think are like funny little videos. And I'm like, that's probably a TikTok. And then I'm like, I don't want to download you would, it. To just you would like, kill, you would dominate like, on TikTok, I, Tyler. Or like I posted that slow motion video of me flapping my mullet in yeah. the wind the other day. That's what TikTok's like, that made for. Probably man. a TikTok. See, I, I started one. I started one for uh, whale pranks, is our sketch comedy show. If you're listening, and you haven't heard of whale pranks, go check it out. Uh, I figured whale pranks would be perfect. Uh, but then I just started watching videos, uh, random videos on TikTok. And I I didn't realize there were that many insane people in the world. Like, I know. I don't think but, I quite uh, understand the format, but it's, I don't it's know. all comedy, right? <laughs> Is it all funny? most of what i'm seeing is funny i don't know if it's intended to be funny but uh i don't know how i got into this lane of just just terrifyingly insane people (laughs) but that's all it shows me now i think it's 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 my own fault funny or inspirational it's either funny or inspirational or like you know like attractive people motivating each other you know, at the beginning, I was seeing a lot of attractive motivation. Now I'm just seeing like a lot of crackheads that just like terrorizing someone's variety store or just like some weird couple that looks like they're stuck in the 80s that are like reenacting a song and her tits are hanging down to her knees. And just you just see a weird underbelly <laughs> of the world that, you know, you knew was out there, but you never really got a sneak peek of just how insane people are. But that's what it is. And I don't know why, why these why, people... Why weren't... Go ahead. Insane people didn't have Facebook accounts? I think that's a different kind of insane. Because that's more people just writing out stuff. Like, just writing huge rants and arguing with people. That's that's crazy, too. But this is people just putting their yeah. face right out there. Just like, like, don't even give a shit. I feel like meth has a lot... I think there's a lot of meth heads on there. Because meth just gives you like you just feel so confident apparently when you're on meth just like you just think you're a god you think they're the best thing in the world so everything you do is just going to be like people are going to love this so like me dancing in a diaper in my living room that just looks like it's about to fall apart it's just like people are going to love it and guess what people do (laughs) people get like thousands of likes hundreds of thousands of likes in some cases for just being insane and then it it just (laughs) And then it just fuels them to do more meth and do more crazy videos because yeah, then people can, can have like the confidence to do the crazy videos when they're doing meth. Yeah. Okay. My leg is for some reason profusely bleeding. <laughs> I didn't know I had an injury. I'll be back Why? in the pool. I don't know. Why are you bleeding? I don't know. 
I have a glass or like, something. You don't know? You you step on glass. Okay. I don't know. It's bandage. dark. I gotta. I'll be back in one minute. Okay. I'll fill the blank air. What did he do? How did he cut himself? It must have been a sharp, a sharp stone on the ground that Brent stepped on and caused his skin to penetrate to the point of blood. It's got the blood is flowing from his arms, it's flowing from his legs. I hope he doesn't go and swim with the sharks, cause the sharks will eat the blood. I saw just I know how the sharks like to eat blood If you go swimming with some blood I'm back I have no idea what it was it Looks I'm like back. a bug bite or I don't know Maybe like a very tiny asteroid came down And made it to my basement and struck me in the leg I don't know Blood's, don't blood swimming. is gone You don't just discover random bloody spots in your body Yeah, all the time All the time All those open sores Yeah Boils, boils, and open sores. Speaking of horrible things in your body, uh, I'm gonna get to our first uh, doom person of the week. I guess this guy takes it, takes the cake here. This is a guy in the states. He uh, he believed it was a good idea. This guy's from Nebraska to inject himself with psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, basically, inject boil himself. inject himself intravenously with psilocybin mushrooms. So, I've never heard of this before. It's not usually. No. Not usually the traditional way of getting psilocybin into your body. Definitely not. They're usually, yeah. an, usually a nice tea would do the trick. Yeah, I like a tea. You can just eat them straight up. People put them on pizza because they don't like the taste. I don't mind the taste. But yeah, this guy just thought, hey, just I hate ingesting it altogether. So I'm just going to inject it into my body. So this guy, he's bipolar. So first of all, he's not all there and it happened during a manic episode after he went off his bipolar medication so not not the best ideas when you're in this state i imagine but uh yeah he uh this just seems like bad news uh, yeah it, it, it caused some pretty crazy shit i'll get to so he boiled up the fungi and then he he sucked it up into a needle first, he, first i want to say yeah we don't need people out there fucking giving mushrooms a bad rap like this guy yeah I hate people like this. This guy and people that just like take too many and just have absolute freakouts. You know, mushrooms aren't for everyone, especially if you're bipolar and injecting it with a needle. Um, but anyways, yeah, this guy, it doesn't even say if it got him high or not, but he boiled the fungi down, injected himself with it. But he said a few days later, an infection set in. He had tremendous fatigue, which was followed by diarrhea, nausea. And beginnings of jaundice, which uh, I think it's like a liver disease. And then he started uh, vomiting yeah, blood. Yeah, turns yellow. Yeah. So after eight days of this, his family finds him in the state and sends him to uh, sends him to the hospital. So this guy wasn't even doing anything about it. <laughs> his family had to come help him. Uh, so, anyways, they got him just in time because his kidney, his liver, and his kidneys were about to fail. So when they did a blood I feel test, feel like those are all symptoms. Those are all symptoms that would happen to you if you just injected any mushroom or piece of dirt that you found on the ground. Like it just those are just infection symptoms. 
Yeah, you know, it's not it's all mushrooms. Nothing to do with because there's in because mo- nothing to do with the magic of the mushrooms. Exactly, but if you remember back to our fungus episode where we talked about dangerous fungus, like most of them can't invade our system because our body temperature is at a certain is at a certain level that they can't infect. But you know, over time, they can slowly adjust to that as our climate warms up, and they adjust to those temperatures. So the next thing you know, being in a human host, it's not so hot anymore, and they can do their thing. So. In this case, psilocybin mushrooms they discovered in his bloodstream were actually beginning to grow inside of him. So these mushrooms managed to survive. Oh, yeah. This is an old story, yeah. Is I've it an old story? story? I don't know. I just saw it pop up now. I thought it was pretty wild. It's a wives' tale, I think. A story about it. <laughs> and a so- yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think, I don't it's, think a it's a wise tale, but it, it it is a story from a few months ago that I remember reading. Yeah, I know. Like an old wives' tale is like, don't smoke the mushrooms; you'll go blind. It's like, okay, I'm never going to yeah, smoke them now. I don't know if that's true or not, but what whether this I don't is know a why you'd want or to. not? No, I don't know. People are yeah. dumb; they just want quicker ways Do of adjusting what works. it. Yeah. So this guy, well, like. People get desperate, right? You know, Anthony Kiedis, I remember reading his autobiography. When he was so addicted to heroin and couldn't get it, he would just make crazy concoctions of whatever he can get. He injected himself with uh, vodka laced with LSD once, which sounds like a good time. <laughs> but God, it's no substitute for heroin, I imagine. No. Anyways, they should be studying this guy in a lab. God, he's he's... He, he is alive. He did survive this whole ordeal. But the fact that like magic mushrooms were growing inside of him, like what would that do? What if they, what if he never got sick or anything and they just kind of, it was kind of like, uh, he was the host. They invaded him, but they started like invading his brain. Right. So then you just yeah. be tripping all the time. Cause there's mushroom species that will invade like insect species or reptiles or amphibians and stuff and like literally invade their brain like a parasite and start controlling them right so that's something i'm worried about i'm worried about that a lot so what are the magic mushrooms gonna do when they invade our system like in our bloodstream like not just the psilocybin itself but like the whole spore i know i've worried about that before yeah don't be stupid if you're gonna have magic mushrooms just drink your tea Gobble them up with some pizza if you have to. Just do the classic way. You know, people people now are microdosing. You can grind them up, put them into little pills. Like our, our good friend Manola Santos, he, he's, he's known for that. He's their magic pill man. But, uh, yeah, there's there's good science coming out about it. So when you, you see stories like this, it just, like, sets, sets everything back a little bit. Uh, so we talked about a few weeks ago that Biden administration is starting to take the, the Wuhan lab theory seriously. Right, that's, that's become mainstream now. I think, uh, I think, I think a lot of people are starting to open their eyes to this theory, that Wuhan, the Wuhan lab theory, even John Stewart, that's the big, that's the latest guy they keep talking about on the news, talking about you know, this theory. I heard John Stewart was flipping out and I heard little snippets of it on the radio yesterday, but I haven't taken my time to research and listen to the entire rant that john stewart went on what was he what was he <laughs> saying like, he he was r- ranting about how it 
may have been formed in a lab or not. It just makes the most sense, basically, to him, right? right? He's basically talking about how science is incredible and it's here to save us, but it's also here to kill us. And like some of the experiments people are doing, not just with viruses and stuff, but like, like what they're was doing. Was it a comedic rant though? Like, was he being funny? Yeah, it was a like typical John Stewart, little unhinged. Well, rant. yeah, that's that's the thing with John Stewart. He's always been kind of like he looks at things from every angle, from both sides, right? He's never been completely on one side of things. He's always well, that was just... more, I feel like, him when he when he had The Daily Show, right? Like, since he's left The Daily yeah. Show, he's he has a lot more freedom to really express himself, right? He's not being really. backed by, like, a big network, right? So he's just kind of free to really spit what he wants. So he's a little more unhinged, but he's still kind of on point. So he was really funny in that rant, but also made brought up some really good points <laughs> of, like, you know, it. I think I think his analogy was, like, if there was a sudden like uh, tsunami of chocolate that uh, came rushing down and affected the town of Hershey, which is a town in the United States, a river of chocolate, it's like, hmm, would it would it make more sense that it's coming from the Hershey factory of chocolate, or do you think there's like some weird conspiracy where like a cocoa bean somehow came interacting? some milk and somehow that mixed together and created a tidal weight of chocolate which (laughs) you said a chocolate analogy to describe the coronavirus yeah so is it is it likely that this cocoa and this milk mix in a weird way and somehow spread into this giant chocolate tsunami or did it come from the chocolate factory so that's kind of his analogy this place where this virus which is novel and very much has characteristics of something that was created came from a a place that has a lab that creates these kind of viruses and studies them that has a terrible track record of like not things exactly leaking out, but just like just unsafe practices. And there's, there's like people blowing the whistle on this in 2018 saying like, like it's only a matter of time before something escapes before something happens. And then here we are. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, not a new argument over the last year and a half. No, nope. I think that's one of... I've held on to since the beginning of this whole thing. Right. Like, I don't think it's bats. I believe this could have originated from a bat that, that was being studied in this lab. Bats well, there's are... no, there's no doubt that bats have coronavirus. Like cows, there's like vaccines you give to cows for coronavirus and shit. <laughs> Is like, there? It, that's like the name of a virus. It's like a well-known virus, a corona, like a COVID. It's a kind of it, virus, yeah. yeah so it's it's the shape of a fucking virus, right? Yeah. I like how you give me cow facts every new every podcast. Some cow magnets, cow coronavirus shots. Are they giving coronavirus shots to cows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But I'll oh. say yeah. I'll say they are. I'll say it's been around for a while. Like we've known about it. I don't know. Like I don't know if anything will ever come of like trying to investigate it further. Like no, China's it got it locked down. No matter how it fucking happened or why it happened, it happened, and it's, we're dealing with it. We're getting through it. Yeah, and it's probably gonna have it again with something else. Yeah. So just get like, ready. We've had swine flu. Yeah, but that didn't spread quite like this. But there's, but, you know, there could be new swine flus. We're going to get sick. 
Yep. <laughs> We're not supposed to be here. Yeah, we are. We are a bit of a problem, humanity. Um, if if only we were all just wiped out from this planet, wouldn't that be better? All of us yeah. gone. Do you believe in that? Do you think the Earth would yeah. be better without us? Oh, I, the Earth would be for sure. That's just a fact. Yeah. But we're supposed to be here, but we're supposed to take care of it and eat the things that grow from it. Yeah. And not make, not burn the things that grow from it. Fire's like fire fucked everything up, but we need fire for heat and warmth. See, I think we should have those cavemen. They probably should have found something other than fire to for heat and warmth. Why just fucking each other? Just a big orgy all the time to keep warm? Yeah, big Neanderthal orgy. That would be gross. I I think uh, I don't know. Fire is the problem. They're like we could burn shit while we're burning shit. That's all right. Fire's natural. Fire happens Oil. naturally. You know, places get dry, oh, lightning yeah. strikes, fires wipe out a whole area, and it's just like, for the most part, it's just like a reset button. But I mean, like once fucking apes got a hold of it and started burning fossil fuels and just burning the shit that they created synthetically, that's what started wrecking the ozone layer and the fucking. But that wasn't until the early 1900s. Everything before then, fire was fine. It was, it was, it's just you know, it, it was needed for everything. It wasn't destroyed. Well, there well, was more. There was more of a respect for fire back then. Absolutely. We quit respecting it. We started thinking we could fucking control it. Uh, and now we fear it, especially in places like California and out west, which apparently this summer is going to be one of the absolute worst droughts, and it's going to be a horrible fire season, which. You know, sounds like every it's season a, now. Already but started. Yeah. So get ready. They're already going through this right now. The heat wave has begun, and summer hasn't even officially hit. Yeah. So hold on, America and Western Canada. Exactly. You're you're, you're in for a, a whole lot. So, anyways, let's roll into our main topic. Anyways, it's it's kind of a segue here because uh, us humans were a problem. So maybe we can join the Gaia Liberation Front. You know. They're, they're an eco-terrorist group that holds their mission that the total liberation of the Earth, which can be accomplished only through the extinction of the humans as a species. So this is a group of people that just basically want to wipe out everybody just for the good of the rest of the planet. So like hippie extremists. I don't think we should be joining any terrorist organizations, yeah, Brandon. Exactly. And this sounds like straight, straight up super villainy, right? It sounds like a super villain. And that's going to be our topic yeah. today. Real world supervillains, because there's lots of them, <laughs> and I'm probably gonna miss they a do whole exist. bunch. Yeah, they do. They do exist. Like it seems like just a good character to have in a in a story or a movie or something, but all stories and movies are based on something. So yeah, so you think the there's probably always yeah. been there's always been supervillains. Well, even like in medieval times, I bet there were super villains, you know, guys building big catapults and stuff. Yeah, they were called priests. Yeah, the Catholic Yeah, well, Church. yeah, let's fu- let's fucking start there. There's the biggest super villain of all, the one that needs to be stopped is the fucking Catholic Church. Yeah, that's I a guess... huge super villain. Let's just check that one off first. Like, that's a good idea. I didn't even have that on my list. Torture and rape of fucking children and people and like they should just stop it. 
can can you just stop it? Like, uh, like I don't know why it can't just be like, hey, you're not allowed to do this anymore because yeah. there's money and the money controls the government and fucking the cops they pay off everybody and then they're just the evilest fucking thing in the whole world the catholic yeah, the, church the catholic church is it's more than just a religion right like they've ingrained themselves in every part of our like of our civilization of our society like they're everywhere and i guess the pope would be the uh, the super villain in this case cuz he got to put a figurehead got to put a he's the head of the whole thing i guess yeah at least in the public eye right people just so if he actually came out and told everyone, you know, stop believing in, in Catholicism and Christianity and just stop now. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to get on a plane to Miami. I'm going to go get real drunk. I'm going to fuck some bitches. And that's life now. So if the Pope came out and said that, then I think people would stop believing. Yeah, because it's got nothing to do with, yeah, believing in a higher power or anything like that. It's got nothing to do with that anymore. It's got everything to do with just paying off and covering up the fucking rape and murder of thousands of people and children across the entire world. Like, it's spread through the whole world, this Catholic nonsense. I don't know why anyone would want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's ancient. It's just unnecessary you know christians are a little more wackadoo like though crazy yeah catholics like, you aren't you can't, you can't defend it there's fucking facts right there like you can't defend facts when you see mass graves of children and indigenous people around the fucking country and not even that and that aside when some little fucking kids like this priest fucking raped me believe the fucking little kid <laughs> yeah like they're super fucking evil people and they should all go to prison and have no money take yeah. their money away Turn all their churches into uh, rock and roll and comedy venues, right? We we don't need to go there for mass. No, we need to burn go there them for down. Burn, burn them down. That's what we should be burning hey, down. There's nothing wrong with the beautiful architecture and structure of churches. It's what's happening inside of them. Some churches yeah, are ugly. Burn the ugly ones. Keep the keep the beautiful structured ones. So you can turn them into way better things. Like I I don't know. You you think with all this information coming out, because uh, it's not new that catholic church is just shitty new. like this it's not new like this 215 uh residential school children's well they found 215 bodies that's new that's been happening for a long time it's so, more too because they're finding more everywhere yeah like why are There's people still holding that. on to catholicism like this but people like, have known about that yeah yeah the, the, the yeah. priest touching children is not a new story at all but yet people just you know they still follow it and they're like I don't know. They just like, well, that's not my church. That's that's between them and God. But like, dude, like if <laughs> if I followed anything, if like I, I know what I know what you're trying to say. We're saying the same thing. That it's fucking super evil yeah. and shouldn't exist. And, and it, it will. There'll be a time. It still yeah. exists. And they have such a stranglehold over society. And people can believe in what they believe in. It's got nothing to do with that anymore. And it's got everything to do with fucking rape and murder and evil fucking people and genocide. So fucking put your God aside yeah. and put people in prison and put give money back where you can. Yeah, like most religions, I feel like are based on fear and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. People just don't know what's going to happen when they die and they just don't have answers. And most people don't even want to think about it, and they'll just let other people make that 
those thoughts for them, right? Those deeper existential thoughts that just too scary for some people. So like, I'll just sign up for this church and I'll do what they tell me and I'll go there every Sunday and I'll be a real good person and and maybe I'll go to heaven. I'm like, that's just, I don't know how no one sees that as delusional thinking. <laughs> like why worry about the future when you could live in the present moment? <laughs> like worrying about getting into a maybe imaginary place doesn't seem worth it when you could have a good time right now. And when you see evil shit happening around you, like that's not a good time. <laughs> no. Well, you can do what this other supervillain tried to do to uh, wake up people. Yeah, we, um, can, we, can a, on, we can move on to other supervillains. Yeah, this guy, you know, he know churches are bad. This guy, he kind of reminds me of the supervillain in Batman Scarecrow. Remember, he, he tried to uh, put a terrifying toxin into the water supply of Gotham City. It's kind of basically a, a psychedelic that only brought on bad trips. So he that that's what that movie is based on. But this is something that actually happened in real life in L.A. So I guess it used to be a former employee of the water department, essentially. Also looks like the scariest hippie you can ever imagine. Just like balding with dreads, face tattoos, both eyes looking in different directions, terrifying smile. So I don't know what this guy did for the water department. Like I thought you had to like look a certain way to work for the government, but I guess not. Anyways, this guy was also part of some weird hippie group that just promoted psychedelics for the world. And they just want the world to have psychedelics and everyone be dosed and just figure out it's all about love, man. And, you know, that's that's a nice thought. But this guy basically tried to make it a reality and made up plans and and basically... Since he knew, since he used to work at the water department, he kind of knew his way around, and he had plans to like dump all this LSD into the LA water supply, and just so everyone in LA would just be dosed. Yeah. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a terrible thing. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah. it seems like a good idea on paper, but it's not because you can't even like when you hear about people dosing their friends it's not cool you know so dosing an entire city is fucking terrible like psychedelics and exploring your mind and your consciousness is something you need to come to yourself and it needs to be a conscious decision that you want to explore your consciousness absolutely but yeah but just can you imagine like la like it's not like the whole population is going to be affected, but there's like 60 million people that live in LA or something crazy like that. Like, so I'd say a good million people yeah, could easily people, have been dosed before people like with, people figured it out and like put out warnings saying, don't drink the water. And, like that yeah. would just cause so much chaos. Like, can you yeah. imagine? Cause like oh, pe people with mental health issues and people that aren't ready to like face that kind of fucking thing and just like kids and elderly yeah. people that aren't just you know you're just going about your day and then all of a sudden you're tripping balls yeah it's like bus drivers like construction workers just doing their day drinking their water and just like boom so, yeah. so i don't that, think it'd be a small amount either it'd probably be a large amount yeah, and like that was uh that was the latest attempt apparently in the 1960s when lsd was really taken off and popular <laughs> 
Yeah, basically a radical group wanted to do the same thing in the 60s, which would have, you know, the late 60s already gave LSD a horrible name. But if they pulled this off in the 60s, it would have just been, yeah, you could have ruined a whole city by doing this, I think. Yeah, or or maybe positive, optimistic look on it is that everyone has a great time and is more loving and caring towards each other. And yeah. no one's no one's operating firearms. Yeah, that's what everyone imagines that wants to do this. Like that's what everyone's gonna run out to the street and take their clothes off and just sing and hold hands. It's like, yeah, they might run out in the street and get naked, but not everyone's gonna be. <laughs> they're gonna be screaming and running, just thinking demons are chasing them, while other people are running naked and screaming. Sounds wild. Sounds like a, a fun movie premise. Yeah, it's good idea. Shouldn't terrible execution. Yeah, terrible execution, and just shouldn't happen. Like, I get. I guess it's the thought that counts, but yeah, not here. Right. Not here. Well, speaking of LSD, we'll move on to our next supervillain here. This is Sidney Gottlieb. Do you know who that? Do you know? Do you know that name? Do you recognize that name? I do not recognize that name. Yes, I don't think it's a very popular name. Most people wouldn't recognize it, but you would recognize what he did. He was a major player in the CIA, and he created the MK Ultra program. So okay, I know all about that. So that's the CIA's research into LSD use as a mind control agent. So this is a program where they basically unwillingly dosed thousands of people across America and Canada, Germany, and Japan. Like I, I'd probably yeah, say of tens of thousands of people because they didn't had it start in Canada. Didn't it start in Montreal. It didn't start in Montreal, but it made its way there in, in kind of a, a pretty illegal fashion, I guess, because it was brought to a professor at McGill university, a professor of psychology. It was basically convinced to, you know, put on these, put on these experiments like start bringing people in that are like you know might be mildly depressed or like have postpartum depression in one case just dose the shit out of them and this psychologist at the university he's a super villain himself the fact that he agreed to all this but now this all started in the states in the 19 late 1950s early 60s so this is before even lsd lsd is like mainstream right so but the CIA, they got a good supply of it. They got jars and jars full of LSD. They can do do what they will with. They used to just bring it to parties, and have these fancy CIA parties, and just like dose everybody. And most people would have a good time. But uh, there is a famous case of uh, an agent named Frank Olson who jumped to his death in New York, and that is very much linked to Sidney Gottlieb and his program. So there's a good there's a good Netflix documentary on it. I was going to say, I feel like I tried to watch this documentary like three times, but I kept falling asleep. It's a guy who either took LSD, lost his mind, jumped out the window, or took LSD, lost his mind, and wanted to expose the CIA for what they're doing, and was thrown out a window. So, either way, it is pretty bad, but that's just one example of just how this program just got so out of hand. Like, Canada, they tested it in Canada, where they were just, yeah, they were just destroying people's minds like with these experiments it wasn't just like they put give someone lsd in a hospital bed and just be like all right tell us how you feel it's like it, no yeah. they're gonna put you in a completely dark room completely naked pump give you way LSD. too much yeah <laughs> for one example 28 days straight this woman she was in a 
room of complete darkness and they just gave her LSD every single day just to see what would happen. And this woman yeah. came in with postpartum depression and, right. and left an absolute insane crushed human being. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. That's uh, like, yeah, again, exploring the human consciousness needs to be a conscious decision. Yeah. And like, it was crazy that they were trying to, you know, use LSD as a mind control agent. And well, now, the- now you hear a lot about like psychedelic therapy is kind of trendy again in recent years, in the last 10, 15 years. But yeah. it's more like you go to a nice white room with soft fucking music playing. Maybe they throw on a couple of the first Beatles records and they talk to you about your problems and give you like slow doses of psilocybin or mdma or lsd and it seems like that does help people when it's done properly yeah cool at the same time that this mk ultra program was happening there were programs in canada and the states where they were experimenting with lsd to help people with depression to help people with alcoholism and treating them that way and they and they saw it as just like this incredible tool and they're just like, where has this been all our lives? Like, we don't even have to do any work. Like, basically, like, you just, you prep these people, you give them the dose, and you just let them go. And yeah. They, and they're, yeah, they're making incredible progress before it started leaking out of the lab into, into society. And but the CIA, a, yeah. the CIA wanted to use it as like a, uh, you know, like a truth serum, right? They wanted to like, so they could fucking find people they thought were like telling lies and secrets and then give them a bunch of LSD and be like, give us all your secrets, you know? Yeah. They wanted to create a Manchurian candidate, basically someone with information implanted in them that could be basically, they can be turned on and turned off essentially as like a super soldier. Right. And you just, just some regular Joe walking down the street. Next thing you know, he's, he's breaking the milkman's neck just because like, a dog barked in a weird way. Right. <laughs> like, but uh no, they uh they tried to use LSD to control people's minds, but in order to do that, they had to erase the mind. So they figured out, you know, you give enough people LSD, it gives you a clear slate, but that's about as far as they could ever get. So they were good at erasing people's minds and turning them into absolute mush, mushy, just weird yeah. people. Just forever, like in this catatonic state, but they can never build them up again. In the hopes that they could rebuild them, but they never could. Yeah. yeah. No. So they just <laughs> got them to this point where there's just like basically lobotomized them with LSD. And they're just yeah. like, all right, what next? Anyone know what to do? No? All right. Let's just send this guy home. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. And yeah, I eventually. That is a real... that... It's a real super thing to do. It's kind of, it's pretty super. Villain. All right. But this Sidney Gottlieb guy is more than just, he's also an expert on poison and was sent to poison. I think he was uh, some foreign leader in the Congo. He, he was sent out to secretly poison him to prevent a military coup. This guy loved his poisons. Like he was also like tasked to figure out a way to uh, kill Fidel Castro. Uh, so he he suggested instead of killing him, how about we dose him with LSD and inject him with a poison that would make his beard fall off. <laughs> so, so I think Fidel Castro is just real proud of his beard. And that would just be that would just totally ruin his life, I guess. I guess that would be devastating. 
but he also pitched the idea of creating an exploding cigar, um, a poison wetsuit. So I don't know. Is Fidel Castro like scuba diving, I guess? Uh, a poison conch shell and a poison pen. So this dude just <laughs> loved his poisons. Just a poison guy, right? Like, yeah, you can just fucking... put poison in anything. Put poison in his shoes. Poison does scare me. That is a like that is something you don't hear about people like intentionally being poisoned too much. But I don't know why. It seems like an easy way to fucking kill someone. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you remember when that uh, anthrax was being sent through the mail to people? Oh yeah, anthrax was a problem for a minute. Like that didn't last very long, and it's not hard to make. It's not hard to do. There's like probably plenty of lone wolves out there that have tried and tried again. See, I, I bet guess, you there must be ways to detect it since it happened the first time. I bet you there's a lot of like poison cases that aren't uh, like aren't seen or like found out uh, to be a poison case because people just get sick and die, and they're like that guy died of natural causes, or he just his lungs swelled up, That's or his true. heart stopped, you know. And they're like, well, did his heart stop or did somebody give him some fucking poison? Yeah, it's like uh, ricin. Remember the show Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah, Breaking Bad had some poison in it, yeah. People use that shit in real life. I believe a woman from Quebec tried to send Donald Trump ricin in a package. Since since Breaking Bad, though. Yeah. Because that that popularized it. It it really did. And, you know, I think it was used at some extent before that because obviously it was around. But no, I, I've seen cases in, where people are trying to send Ryzen to like politicians and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone's trying to poison you though, Tyler. You're, you're, you'll be fine. I hope not. I've had some bad Taco Bell before, but I keep going back. <laughs> you're just you're letting them poison you. You're poisoning <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's intentional poison. <laughs> All right. Well, who to talk about next? I got a list. All right, we got a female villain here. Uh, this was kind of a random choice, but I, I thought it was kind of a funny. So this this woman, Valvalee Dickinson, she she owned a doll shop on my Madison Avenue in New York. Uh, terrifying already. Yeah, and she created only the most terrifying kinds of dolls. This is like I, the ones where the eyes follow you no matter where you go. They just they just pale and yeah they just look straight up evil um and she specialized in luxury childlike effigies she would call them because i guess rich weird people like to buy them and pretend they had children it's fucking creepy man it's still going on like i got a cousin that builds dolls and i think it's fucking creepy and she'd post them on her instagram this is recently too like in the last couple years it's creepy doll makers are creepy stop it you don't need to make dolls kids shouldn't even play with dolls it's like an artificial human thing i don't like it i hate dolls <laughs> yeah yeah the, yeah the idea of like little girls like toddler age even just like carrying around a fake baby and like giving it milk and just like why are you training this child to be a mother you're the baby <laughs> yeah you're the baby you can't should be taking care of a baby i always thought that was messed up even as a I, kid i'm just like I, why are we <laughs> it's fucked up yeah it's fucked up don't yeah and like you're fucking with the kid's head too you're already putting in these weird like maternal things into like a little kid that needs yeah dolls are fucked yeah so anyways this lady um she didn't she doesn't seem suspicious at all so but uh, once her husband died of a heart attack though valvely started to undertake some interesting commissions from within her doll emporium 
Yes, but in 1942, the FBI intercepted a letter on its way to Buenos Aires to, that spoke of a wonderful doll hospital and three old English dolls. So the FBI's cryptographers went to work and discovered that the letter was in fact code. The feds were thrown at first. These letters were signed by various different women, but the signatures turned out all to be for Mrs. Dickinson. So how are these? How are they suspecting these weird doll letters to be encrypted codes? Anyways, how are they getting these letters? I don't know. It's weird. It sounds like she's just talking to other doll enthusiasts in Buenos Aires. I'm sure there's a community of them. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't for no reasons because these letters turned out to be uh, secret messages to the Japan that were like giving away like secret military operations happening in America and like locations and like. I guess uh, one of the like, the main things was like where all these warships were being repaired after Pearl Harbor, so they can attack them again. So she was. Wait, getting... How did she know about all that? I don't know. Like she was clearly, uh, clearly somewhere. Like she just decided, you know, she's probably making good money doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe somebody was paying, like the CIA was paying her off. I don't know. CIA wasn't a thing yet. Oh. Uh, that came after World War II. This is pretty much during World War II. But she was trying there's to probably there's probably the some others. Yeah, there's probably some other organization that had information that they're trying to get out there, and they just found this creepy doll lady and made her do it. Yeah, they're like, let's just bribe this lady with a bunch of rare creepy dolls, and she'll do anything we say. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. That was a fun one, but let's move on to a more serious one. Um, we talked about this guy's cult in a previous episode, but the uh, this guy's Ashaka Shara from the Om Shinriko cult in Japan. We talked about this guy before. Um, basically had a huge following in Japan, believing he was the reincarnated messiah of Hinduism. Now, Hinduism is a very, very peaceful religion. So I don't yes. know what happened with this guy because... He basically, him and his followers tried to bring on the apocalypse, uh, doing so by poisoning, uh, I think, the Tokyo Underground with seer and poison. So I think they did it twice. So the first one killed seven, and the next one killed 12, but injured 50 and, like, gave 5,000 people, like, uh, like, vision problems for the rest of their life. So I don't know how they're destroying, I don't understand how they think poisoning the subway is going to destroy the whole world but uh yeah this guy's death called they're all put to death in 2004 so oh that's good he's yeah they're not they're not around anymore but uh basically he was trying to convince his uh his followers that he can levitate and they can levitate too if they drink his bath water and a bunch of weird shit like that yeah, but there's don't also drink anyone's bath water if anyone's <laughs> offering you their bath water say no well, there's a famous, like, uh, I don't know if she's a, she's some famous social media Instagrammer, but she started her own uh, OnlyFans page, and, and, like, I guess she's hugely popular, and she was selling her fans her bath water. So there's a video of her taking a bath and then jarring up all her bath yeah, water. Yeah, that's it's, just creepy guy shit. I guess it's kind of culty, but it's, like, it's yeah. just, that's just creepy dudes will buy, like, Fucking a girl's toe lint. They're fucking weird. <laughs> and then they put it in their pee hole and jerk off with toe lint. Cover yeah. their whole palm and 
<laughs> I've never heard of the Toland one. Fucking, there's some creepy dudes out there, man. And sure. girls, there's some just creepy people out there just buying shit from other, buying other people's piss and stuff. Yeah, the people selling their panties was a big thing in the pandemic, right? People losing their jobs that are like, hey, uh, sell it's, my panties. it's way more than panties, man. It's, it's like people selling, yeah, piss and bath water and toenails and. Yeah, well, there's Come. 7 billion people out there. There's definitely some people that are going to be really into that stuff. How they get What do you that? do? What do you do with someone's fucking jar of piss when you buy it? You drink it? Is it for piss drinkers? It's probably for piss drinkers. I don't know. They might smell it. Just Yeah. I don't know. I thought piss drinkers just drank their own piss. You're attracted to some you find an initial attraction to anybody, gender, whatever. And then you're like, you know what I want from this attraction? They're piss. <laughs> Just the toxic, the toxins that their body doesn't want anymore that is filtered through their kidneys. That's what I want. And nice and warm. Teach their own. I'm not here to fetish shame. Everybody jerk off to all the piss you want, but I don't know. I just like cuddling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuddling with just a little piss, just a few sprinkles. Get all it right. though. If you want to be pissed on, fine. Oh, here's another. Here's a guy named Doctor Chaos. Here's another guy trying to poison the water supply. Finally, a good name. Finally, a good supervillain name, Doctor Chaos. His real name is Joseph Kanopka. But this guy, he was, he was not a, a big jump. Not a big jump. Doctor Chaos, Joseph Kanaska. So I don't know who gave him this name. Pretty cool name. He might have given himself this name, but he was stockpiling cyanide with the intention of poisoning the water supply of chicago and he was pretty close too. this guy he set up shop in a some abandoned part of a subway in chicago basically found made his way into a few storage rooms completely changed the lock so he can only he's the only one who could access it and just kind of created this lab where he's just slowly making more and more cyanide so eventually he can poison the whole water supply so this guy was caught like he already had a shitload of cyanide. Like he was probably almost at his goal, almost had just enough cyanide, and the FBI managed to catch him. So that was a pretty close call. Pretty good catch for the FBI. But yeah. like, what would you expect from a guy named Dr. Chaos? Exactly. Like that's all these lone wolf acts are terrifying. Like cults and like religious followings and like uh, like militant groups are one thing, but like these lone wolves that just yeah. nobody suspects, no one knows what they're doing. Like they're not part of some terrorist group. They're just in their basement, right? Creating a, creating a dirty bomb or something. I like those guys. Like, I don't like them because they <laughs> cause chaos, but like, I like their philosophy of like, fuck the world. I'm just going to build bombs, blow shit up. Unabomber. He was a cool dude. He was a cool dude, that guy. He's on my <laughs> list as a super villain, so you think he's cool? I don't think he's cool, but I like I dig just building bombs and sending them to people. <laughs> I, I like still don't know what toy up. you're making. Yeah. I, yeah like, like, I like I like to blow shit up, just not people. Okay. That that's fair enough. So you basically just want to live in a cabin and blow shit up. That's what Ted could, Kaczynski did. I could do that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. If anyone now, I'm gonna be a fucking suspect on somebody's fucking list. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they'll just see you and be like, "That guy's harmless." Yeah, this guy's harmless with his floppy mullet. He can't build a bomb. 
I bet I can build the bomb. And you ever build bombs when you're a kid? You like you just fucking get some tin foil, some Drano. I <laughs> other things. You put some fucking battery acid. We used to make bombs all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we used to play with like axe body spray and make a flame, but yeah, we weren't actually uh, mixing chemicals with that's, aluminum. <laughs> that's loser shit, Brandon. Fucking did you have axe what? Did you have like spray. the anarchist cookbook or something? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Now there's something you should admit to having. You were worried before they're gonna come for you. Now they will. I had like a PDF. It was okay. On, like early days, we like like download a PDF <laughs> from like LimeWire. But uh, no, like we could. Yeah, there's easy bombs you can make with chem like chemical reactions. They go bam, They just go boom. Yeah. Or, or just like fucking Molotov cocktails and shit. Filling up a bottle with gasoline. Yeah, I feel like we had very different childhoods. <laughs> we were making Molotov cocktails as, as children. Go I think, big or go home. Yeah, I was like 13 years old. Yeah, it was a big know. deal when we got our hands on some black cats, some firecrackers. But like, yeah, we weren't building bombs. There was, It would always be like a, like a bored Sunday afternoon. Tires maybe too hot to ride bikes and stuff. And be like, well, let's build a bomb. Let's blow stuff up. That's suspicious. You know, I'm gonna put you on my own watch list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of it, so I'd have to relearn all my bomb making skills. There's one you used to be able to do with like a battery and like a two liter pop bottle, some Drano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just putting Mentos and Diet Coke. That's that's those are the bombs we made. Loser shit. <laughs> Loser shit. <laughs> All right, Ted Kaczynski. That's a long name. Anyways, his whole deal, he killed three people, injured 23. He was trying to take out uh, people who were scientists trying to progress technology, essentially. He believed this revolution may or may not make use of violence. It may be sudden or it may be a relatively gradual process spanning a few decades. Its object will be to overthrow... Not governments, but the economic and technological basis of the present society. So he believed technology was getting at a very dangerous level and could potentially kind of destroy society. Yeah. Terminator shit. Right? Which I, which I like that. I, there's part of like his, cause he wrote a bunch of shit. I yeah. forget, cause it's been a while since I, I was into all this shit. But there's like something that he wrote about the like technical, like the technical advancements that are happening. His manifest. Like his whole manifest. Like, but there was a portion of that that like so predicted like the way the world has gone since he wrote that. Yeah. And it's like he was fucking on to some shit, but he was also a nutcase that was sending bombs around. Yeah. He's an evil genius. He, yeah. you know, he thought he was doing well, good in his mind. He thought it was for the greater good, even though yeah. people are dying. He doesn't think people should be progressing in this way and that like, you know, it's going to destroy the world one day. We're going to get too far with it. And he's not wrong. Look where we are. Like, yeah. look at our phones. We're all attached to this machine. It's yeah. like the machines aren't in us yet, but it doesn't need to be. It's, it's in our hands. It's in our pockets. We can't let them go. I'm not going to blow anything up. I'm not going to send bombs to people. Yeah. Didn't you start this podcast complaining about phones and <laughs> technology? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making a good case for myself right now. If anything does happen, 
and they find like one of my fucking mullet hairs on the scene, I'm done for it. <laughs> anyone, if anyone uncovers this podcast as evidence. Yep. They're just going to have to find you somewhere in the woods in a cabin. And with like, she's another goal of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This isn't good. No, it's but- not. I'm, I'm, I don't like, I, that's, I'm a nice person. I don't like hurting people. But so, but here's a crazy connection with the previous person we just talked about. Ted Kaczynski, while he was attending Harvard, was part of one of the LSD experiments. Right. Part of, of MK Ultra. That's that's a weird connection there. I do remember that. Yeah. And from what they understand, he had quite the dose, like on more yeah. than one occasion too. So yeah. they're thinking, you know, this might it this might have sparked something in him. Is that the what? thing with LSD? You get realizations about life and everything that you may have not have ever thought about or understood previously, which is why it could be a very good liberating drug. That's why it's not a good mind control drug because it's a mind opening drug. You know, people are a lot more liberated in their thinking when it happens. So, th- so this poor little Ted Skazinski, he got very liberated to the point where he spent the rest of his life living in this cabin he built himself. Basically, he wanted everyone to live like him, which, you know, he wasn't even that good at living at a cabin. Like, No, his cabin sucked. When they show pictures of his cabin, like, he could have been living better, buddy. Yeah, he was but, skinny and dirty, and, like, he still went to town to buy food. Like, he was, he was, he was totally he na- phony. He had neighbors. He had neighbors that knew him. He, like, shoveled their driveway and shit. Like, he wasn't, like, too far off from his neighbors either. But, like, uh... How cool is that? Like that's fucking some comic book shit right there. One evil supervillain creating another. Yeah. And then how many other Ted Kaczynski's are out there right now? Just plotting. Just ready, ready to pull me. something off, man. Not me. All right. So we'll get we'll get to the Gaia Liberation Front, which which I talked about before, which is the eco terrorist group that basically their sole mission is to is to accomplish the full extinction of the human race in order to save the humans. So in advocating this, they argue that if any human survived, they may start the whole thing over again. So basically like, even if they wipe out all of humanity, but a hundred people, those hundred people over thousands of years are going to get to this point of destroying the earth again. All right. That's a different way of thinking. Like what about all the people living in Amazon and Africa and, and like, Papua New Guinea, who have no access to the modern world. They, they're just living the same way for thousands of years. What about those people? Leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the ones destroying the earth. They don't even know what we're, we're doing. They just see yeah. us show, they just see a few random white dudes show up every few years and just, you know, hang out with them and then they're gone again. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't destroy all of humanity. Leave those people. Yeah. Because they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. Leave all people. We're all fine. You know, we don't need super geniuses or super villains. We don't yeah. need them. So these lone wolf attacks are getting scarier as technologies get more and more advanced and more accessible to people, right? So, for instance, CRISPR, you know, it's a gene splicing technology that they're able to basically mess around with people's DNA, but it also gives people an opportunity to synthesize their own pathogens. So someone at home 
just basically sit there and create their own virus just with a, a package that got sent in the mail, right? Yeah, They're smart enough cool. to. And there's a good there's a good documentary on Netflix that's kind of all about this. And this guy, he's basically trying to send everyone in America their own CRISPR kit with instructions on how to use it. So they can basically so they can create their own medicine. So he's he sees yeah, this as a revolution to like, you know, people at home can create their own medicine or their own vitamins or whatever, so they don't have to spend hundreds of thousands a year in some cases on medicine. So that can easily go the other way. People totally. can start creating their own uh, viruses, their own fucking Drano bombs. And, and the fact that this is out there already up. and this idea is out there, there probably is someone doing this right now. Someone making their yeah. own very specific oh, virus that will... And this this is something like the Guy Liberation Front would totally be in with because they, if they can like genetically create a virus that only attacks humans and humans only know their species like that's what these crazy hippie terrorists would want yeah i don't get the hippie terrorist thing like you should love all people yeah as a, <laughs> as a hippie like the hippie motto is to love all people and then you throw the terrorist word on the end and it's like yeah hey, there's yeah, no, I, no, I, I totally get them. If you're, if you're totally behind Ted Kaczynski, I'm totally behind the Guy Liberation Front. Right? I'm not totally behind Ted <laughs> Kaczynski. I'm not totally behind the Unabomber. I just say living in a cabin building bombs is cool until you start sending them to people. Yeah. So you, you understand a little where he's coming from, though. You're, you're saying with technology and his manifest was pretty Absolute. good. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm the same thing. But guy don't liberation hurt people. Front. You yeah. don't want to hurt people. No. But the guy liberation. Let them figure front, it out. Yeah, I, I'm down with just wiping out humanity one foul swoop. No, because we're in this. We're we're all in like a different stage of evolution mentally. So some people just still need to figure out that hurting people is wrong, <laughs> and you just have to try to teach them that. Yeah, we're yeah we're in a weird evolutionary like gray zone. I feel like between when like like the early 1900s, like early 19th century, when like the like the industrial world started and oil just just skyrocketed and just the population skyrocketed and everything just progressing but like i feel like everything's progressed so fast that like our own bodies have not had the chance to like catch up with everything like our our brains could hardly wrap our heads around what's going on right yeah but uh that's evolution yeah that's evolution we're all doing it at a different pace we're doing it at our own pace and it sucks that some people are behind and you got to try to bring them up to speed on what's right like, I would have been like, hey, Ted. Hey, Teddy. But let's not send the bomb. Let's just find an old Chevy in the back. We'll blow it up. We'll yeah. watch it. We'll laugh. Yeah, like that. I'm not man. saying I'm going to be friends with the Unabomber. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a very good friend anyways. but No, I don't think he had many. No, I'd be like, man, your manifesto's great. I think it's a good draft. I think you could probably sell this as a book. I think people yeah. would be interested. But maybe not. So make it a book, not a manifesto after you blow a bunch of people up. Yeah, quit killing people. Come on, Ted. I don't think he'd listen, though. Nope. All right. Um, 
I, I had a bunch of Nazis I was going to talk about, but I think that I think everyone knows about those people. Yeah, they're <laughs> kind of like the Catholic Church in a way, you know. Yeah, I, same with ISIS Nazis. Like, yeah. uh, I think it's self-explanatory that these are evil people, and I don't need to go into what evil, they did specifically. Evil organizations, you know, ISIS, the Nazis, the Catholic Church. Yeah, and these are these are all things that we should never forget, and it should constantly be pumped into society about what the nazis did and what the catholic church did and they should just go away and like not exist anymore like i thought we got to a good like before the last couple years i thought we got to a good place where nazis didn't exist anymore maybe i was naive to it and then like the last couple years like oh yeah there's still a few yeah weird you know i don't know why they're still waving the Nazi way like flag from the forties. And you think they just start, I guess that people are starting their own hate groups, but like some people just like the retro hate groups, right? They just feel like feeling retro. I feel like that, that level of hate is almost like a mental illness in this day and age of talking all about mental illness and shit. Like that level of hate is a fucking Absolutely. mental illness. And this is, this I'm coming right back to psychedelics. This is something they want to use, like when they use psychedelics and therapy again with these programs. They think they'll be able to use this to give people compassion. So, all, like all these people, like arrested for hate crimes and like these super racist people, would you be able to kind of flip them if you were able to give them like a controlled psychedelic trip? Because it really promotes compassion and empathy yeah. under the right conditions, right? Yeah, all I right, feel like- dose them, dose them, dose all the hate groups. That's where we can start. <laughs> yeah, that's the happy medium. Don't don't dose the public in controlled settings. Yeah, only these hate groups. I, I it's fascinating to understand what might what would actually happen because some people, I guess, are probably mentally ill and only send them into a worse place. But you know, I feel like most of these people are only doing it because other people they know are doing it in their families. And you just have to like kill the tradition somewhere, right? It's like it's like I hate these people because my parents hated these people and their parents hated these people. It's like that's a terrible tradition to pass they, down. Yeah. Cut the head off the snake, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe psychedelics can do that. All right, that's uh, that's that's my list. Let's just call this part one of <laughs> evil motherfuckers. Because there's a few yeah, I didn't get to, and there's probably a few I didn't even find villains. yet. And then there's the uh, ones that are there, like, and they, yeah, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Yeah, those are super villains in disguise. We don't know what they're capable of yet. We haven't seen the flamethrowers at full power. <laughs> exactly. I think they have some scary things to show us in the next few years. Did you hear that Jeff Bezos? He's got a got his own rocket and he's actually going to go up into space did you see his dick shaped rocket no i didn't see the rocket shaped like a dick yep apparently but there's a a petition wiener like a very like a big Big wang big a big uncircumcised shaft that's what it looks like a schlong but dick rocket aside he's going up to space and there's a petition going around trying to get people to sign it to prevent him from re-entering the atmosphere and coming back to earth can you imagine that that's just a good that's just a good nickname for jeff bezos dick rocket <laughs> dick rocket that's what will be known for now on 
that's probably what's going to cause him to become a super villain. People won't stop making fun of his rocket. He's just going to stay up there in space. Old Richard. <laughs> Old Richard Rocket. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to some UFO news before we wrap up this episode. Uh, we still have not gotten a report yet. Or the government, the U.S. government. It's not the 24th. We're getting close, though. You have a week. The uh, the House Intelligence Committee are being briefed tomorrow by the Navy and the FBI, basically about what's going to be included in this major report that's coming out. So that's a big idea. So they're so the Washington is uh, it's all the talk right now. Flying saucers. What's going on? Why are they here? You know, they keep proposing the idea that it might be China or Russia, but now they're actually starting to consider the alien theory because none of the technology they're seeing makes any sense. At least for from what we have. Huh. So we're still waiting around, but here's an interesting thing that came up. Uh, so one of these famous cases, the, the Nimitz encounter, which was the flying Tic Tac, happened in 2004 or 2014, one of those two. Um, anyways, that, that's a famous one where the two pilots uh, are constantly on news programs and stuff talking about it. You know, they have radar, they have video evidence, they have uh, several people witnessing it. Um, now they might even have satellite images of it. And not even from like a government satellite. This is like a public site you can go to that has satellite imagery f- from any point on the earth at any given time for like the past few decades. So someone actually went back because they had the exact coordinates of where the Nimitz was on this day, on this time. So he was this guy, this civilian managed to track it down on this satellite site, the Nimitz ship. And then something like 60 minutes before the encounter managed to find uh, an area in the ocean with a bunch of rough water. Because that was described in the story, right? When the jet fighter was going, they looked down and they just see all this white water. Like there was something disturbing the water. And that's when they saw the Tic Tac. Right. So they actually right. might have found... I'll send you a link here. So they might have found this this roughed up water that you're talking about. I'm going to send you a link. You send me a link? <laughs> Jeremy Corbell. I know I'm not a fan of this guy, but he's doing great work right now. <laughs> I, I'm starting to like him a little more every day just because, you know, he might be a bit of an egotist, egotistical douche, but, you know, he's bringing good information to the public. His his Twitter handle is weaponize your curiosity. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, okay, so what am I looking at here? Uh it's a shot of the ocean. The, the, the TikTok, yeah, or the, the TikTok, fucking TikTac, TikTok. Yeah, it looks like a little <coughs> white. It could be a great white shark. But it's, um, I don't know. There's, there's another picture that also shows the Nimitz, and then another ship nearby. U.S. And that Nimitz. bit of white water roughness there. It's about as big as the ship. So whatever is causing that is absolutely massive. And okay, it, whatever so it is, it's under the surface. So it's bigger than a shark. Bigger than a shark. And when these pilots, yeah, they came across it, it they said it didn't look like the Tic Tac itself was causing it, but it might have been interacting with something below the surface that was much larger. 
because once the Tic Tac was aware of the Jets coming in, it shot straight up in the air and came to meet the jet face on. So it went from it went from six feet above the water to like some something like ten thousand feet up in like less than a second. They said the speed to do that, like how quickly it was able to do that, you could circle the world, like the entire world, in just a, a few seconds. So they have no idea what could possibly do that. Obviously, weird. Aliens. That's obviously my answer. Um, but you yeah. know, that's this whole underwater UFO thing is getting bigger all the time. The same pilot who who witnessed the Tic Tac heard stories from another pilot who basically witnessed something similar. Like he could tell there's something under the water, and when they flew over to it, all they could see was this giant object, like bigger than any ship, any submarine that any military has in the world. Just this giant, dark, circular structure under the water and it just sunk straight down once the jets got close enough. So, I don't know, man. I think there's an alien base somewhere under the water. You're saying it's not a shark? Probably not a shark. If that's a shark, that's even more terrifying. We have, <laughs> we have megalodons swimming around. 1,100 men went into the water. 306 men came out. Yeah. Sharks took the rest. <laughs> Could these be the shark the work of the sharks? Could this be their own are they controlling the tic tac? Are the sharks smarter <laughs> than we thought? Could be octopuses. Octopi. Octopi could be octopus. Probably you aliens. But like maybe some of the aliens are fish like and like to live in the water are octopus like. They're octopuses they're kind of like octopus look like they're from another planet totally and they're highly intelligent creatures i wouldn't put it past them yeah but now they yeah, you have something it is amphibious and lives in water is one example also something where maybe the water itself i think we talked about this last time they can get an energy source from the water so just being in the water is just like having unlimited energy or like we don't we don't know everything there is to know about water and like you know when we talk about interdimensional travel and traveling from dimension to dimension you have to fucking go through some sort of wormhole or warp hole fucking to get through another dimension what if the water acts like that kind of like that stargate fucking it kind of looked watery you know maybe if you hit it at the right speed you go you know when they go fucking flying in the water and then they burst into their dimension you know it's an interesting theory because it's everywhere and we're part we're part water yeah we're made of water (laughs) maybe part of the interdimensional travel something has to do with the water and these hot spots in the ocean where they're seen flying in and out of really super fast like i don't know that could be part of it man i don't know if you want I'm no James Corrigan fucking Tom DeLonge <laughs> over here. I don't know. If I if I had to make if I had to give my own theory of what it is is oh, Jeremy Corbell. Jeremy James, Corbell. James Corrigan's the guy that runs that late night talk show. <laughs> the the nice British man, yes. <laughs> the karaoke guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I What's, I feel like my theory changes all the time with the news changing and what's happening but whatever it is whether it be aliens interdimensional beings you know 
maybe a past human civilization that managed to make it to space but never could come back fully and are trying to integrate back into earth but have evolved into space into weird bizarre space creatures <laughs> who knows what it is but whatever it is i think they're hiding in earth's oceans because it's the one place we really don't have full access to and we're we aren't really able to explore and they're they've just been there for a long time just keeping an eye on us you know i think there's some interest that in could, humans we're quite bizarre on this on this planet compared to everything else You're, we're quite unique so yeah the idea of people thinking like oh we're not special why would aliens look at us it's like we're super fucking special we're the most special things on this planet which is why we're we also are. destroying we're it because we conscious thing we realize how special we are, and that's why we're just ruining the planet. Yeah. We're really, we should be trying to fucking talk to the aliens. Well, who knows? I bet we will. I'm going to put my money on we will. Only, oh, only trust the feds. Yeah, Fox, Fox, and, Fox Mulder, feds. and Scully. They're the only feds I trust. <laughs> All right, Tyler. It's been a good podcast. We're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> we're, we're doomed.